Hello, I'm Father Jason Emerson, director of the Episcopal Church of the Nativity in Fort Oglethorpe, Georgia. You have tuned in to Soul Searching, the Church of the Nativity's podcast, where we explore the love of God through scripture, reason, and tradition. Today is Good Friday, and what follows is my Good Friday sermon for at-home devotions this year. For other resources to celebrate Holy Week at home, go to www.nativityfto.org slash holyweek. We hope you have a blessed tritium, the great three days of the Christian year, and we hope you will join us for Easter Sunday worship online at 10 a.m. or in person at 1 p.m. outdoors in the Earth and All Stars Chapel. And now let's get to the sermon. I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart within my breast is melting wax. Come, Holy Spirit, fill me with a word desperately needed for life, and let me speak in the name of God, the Father and Mother of us all. It is an austere day. We sit in this holy moment that is stripped of all sacramental adornments. It is traditional on Good Friday to say the liturgy of the solemn colics, to make and solemn prayers appointed for Good Friday in an unadorned worship space. The hangings and frontal would be gone, no liturgical color to symbolize the season. The candles would be gone, no symbols of light in our darkness. The reserved sacrament would be consumed, and the presence candle, the perpetually burning light to indicate the presence of the body and blood of Christ in this sacred space, would be blown out. This year, we are not even in our worship space. We haven't gathered in that sacred space for over a year. This absence adds to the austerity of this day. Even though we are not in the same room together, we are still in the shadow of the cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. We stand in the shadow of Christ's suffering in the aftermath of the scourging. No eloquent prose nor rhetorical dexterity can adequately describe what Jesus went through on the cross and the beating before the emotional devastation of the trial, the betrayal, and abandonment of the disciples that preceded the physical torture cannot be described either. Hence, throughout the centuries, Christians have relied on the poetry of Psalm 22. The psalmist laments, But as for me, I am a worm and no man, scorned by all and despised by the people. All who see me laugh me to scorn. They curl their lips and wag their heads, saying, He trusted in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him if he delights in him. And if these lonely verses were not enough, the psalmist continues to lament, I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart within my breast is melting wax. My mouth is dried out like a pot sherd. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. And you have laid me in the dust of the grave. Before Jesus goes through this emotional and physical torment, he goes to the garden to pray. Now the famous line from the prayers in the garden is, Abba, Father, for you all things are possible. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I want, but what you want. 
That verse is from Mark's gospel. In John's gospel, however, Jesus goes beyond praying for his own deliverance to praying for the whole world, saying, As you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one. Can you imagine? Jesus knows what's coming. He's not having some sort of divine premonition. He's seen crucifixions before. He's seen what the Romans do to those they consider even the slightest threat. Jesus knows what's coming, yet he prays for the whole world. In the time of his darkest despair and imminent torture, he displays miraculous empathy. Empathy. Concern for others. The others who would betray and abandon him. The others who will torture and crucify him. The others who will condemn him to death. The others he doesn't even know. Others not even born yet. Jesus has empathy for all of them and all of us in his final hours. How miraculous is that? I was listening to a podcast of an interview with a psychiatrist and psychotherapist, Dr. David Puder. He's been in clinical psychology for a long time and seen thousands of patients. He said that when he is in a therapy session with someone, no matter the particular technique of therapy he is administering, the most important thing that he can do is be empathetic. He said by giving empathy to the patient, Eventually, the patient will feel gratitude for being heard. For their feelings to be shared by another feels accepting. And the patient eventually feels grateful for that experience. Feelings of gratitude change the brain chemistry of the patient, and healing begins. Today, I invite you, wherever you are, to pray the solemn colics for Good Friday. You can find them in the prayer book or online. I invite you to practice just what Jesus did in this sacred moment of isolation and austerity, this moment stripped of all evidence of things unseen, all signs and symbols of God's presence. We are given the chance to practice empathy. In this liturgical moment of barrenness and despair, I invite you to practice empathy and wonder at how miraculous it is. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you came to the podcast via Facebook, please like, comment, and share it around. If you are a subscriber through Apple Podcasts, we would really appreciate a five-star rating and review. Until then, I am Father Jason Emerson, and remember, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine.